the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is the Rob Black Show. Let's start Rob Black and your money off like we do on all Mondays. We're going to look at the headlines. We're going to look at what happened this week. But we also start by looking back at what we just came through. Year to date, the Nasdaq's up 15%. Every week I keep saying these numbers, and every week they're slightly higher than the week before. We are melting up. It doesn't happen quickly. It's a grind. It's interesting to watch. When I see record highs, probably my eye starts to you know, drift a little bit, and it's, it's looking for that 10-year treasury. I think there's a... I don't think it's a coincidence. I think these coinciding events make sense with each other. 10-year treasury sits at 1.27%, well under 2%, creating a massive environment for growth. Now, we've already had a massive amount of growth. The NASDAQ up 15% for the year, feels to me like, well, that 10-year treasury certainly isn't giving us much to work with. If we want safety, and then you start going, okay, what what do we want? You want higher than inflation for sure. That's Maybe you don't. Maybe you're like a, one of those people, I really like to struggle in life and pay more all along my life. Maybe, no. 15% is better than the 2 to 4% inflation and some of the recent inflation numbers of 5 to 6%. 15% is still beating it. SP 500 is up almost 18.9%. If we have another week this week like we had last week, I will say they're up 19% next Monday. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is up 16% for the year. Party! Bitcoin has been all over the place, but it's thumping this year. It's busting, busting. Up 64%, $47,621 per Bitcoin. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. The trend to watch on Wall Street right now is whether financial and energy companies, the ones most tied to the fortunes of the U.S. economy, will continue to outperform the high-flying tech companies. I kind of like the high-flying tech companies as a group. I've invested a lot of my personal dollars in the past in this group. I've made a large amount of wealth in my mind in this group. So I would rather see them underperform right now and see the market broaden. The United States administered nearly 1 million vaccine doses on Saturday. That's the most since early July. Um, new COVID hospitalizations for Americans 30 to 39 have hit a record rate. So the young and pretty 
You're not so young and pretty anymore. The first strands of COVID got the elderly, elderly and the weak and immune compromised. Now we're sadly and almost regrettably seeing it branch out to younger people, 30 to 39, highest record rate so far since COVID started. We're seeing a huge surge in children. Cases are considered, a vast majority are considered mild. But yet, if you pay attention to any news that you believe in, except for that crazy one that's got that crazy guy on, you know, the one that is the crazy one, someone's going to be reporting the death of a 16-year-old, a 3-year-old, 10-year-old who died of COVID. There's one story on every media outlet that I've seen. And it always breaks my heart because it's like, he was a 16-year-old star sprinter who was slated to go to college and run track and field. They're not finding the story of the average Joe who ate his way into, uh, shall we say, bigger and bigger belt sizes who died of COVID. They're not doing those stories. So there's a little bit of management of the media, for sure. The cost of war. Let's talk a little bit about this. The Taliban has effectively taken power of Afghanistan, and it felt like um, the moment our, it's almost as if the moment that we announced a wedding or a party six months from now is the moment they started moving. It's as if they had our playbook. The Taliban has effectively taken power in Afghanistan after insurgents captured Kabul. Here's the sad part about this. This is going to be a brutal, brutal humanitarian crisis for the people of Afghanistan. The women and children, as a society, we seem to care the most about. It's going to be a brutal tragedy. And it's easy because I'm thousands and thousands and thousands of miles away to think of like, oh, they made a movie about Rambo going into Afghanistan as Russia overstayed and underestimated the people. This just has like bad Hollywood movie coming. U.S. government said it's deploying nearly 6,000 troops to facilitate evacuations over the next two days. Since the U.S. invasion in 2001, 47,000 Afghan civilians and nearly 2,500 U.S. troops have died in the conflict. Again, too many miles away for me to actually realize. Or the media hasn't done a good job of showing the war to me. Vietnam became controversial when CBS's Walter Cronkite started talking about it through the news. I don't know if we have the news anymore that is effective. The war also cut the U.S. an astronomical sum. How much did we spend from 2001? Over $2.2 trillion. That includes $815 billion in direct war fighting costs, $143 billion for nation building, including infrastructure projects, training Afghan military forces. Talking about, and I'm not going to say this, but it, you see that number and go, I wonder if we should have spent that money elsewhere. And then you go think about the humanitarian angles. You're like, oh, oh there's no right answer. Instead of raising money through war bonds or raising taxes, as it has in previous wars, the U.S. paid for its 9-11 
post-military actions through basically government revenue, which means it borrowed heavily to finance the war. So it's going to cost even more money as we pay down that debt over time in theory. So out of the $2.2 trillion spent, we've already got another $530 billion in interest. Total debt payments are expected to be about $6.5 billion by the year 2050. What is there to show for it? Very little. The poverty rate in Afghanistan increased to 47% in 2020, up from 36% in 2007. Schools, hospitals, dams built by Americans have been largely ineffective. A few noticeable improvements in Afghanistan over the last couple of decades include life expectancy. Man, it's all in the numbers this war. It's a matter of time before the documentaries start coming out and then the movies based on the documentaries. Over $2 trillion and the cost not expected to peak until 2048. I'm Rob Black. Don't miss an episode of The Rob Black Show. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. A personal financial plan with custom investment advice. That's why Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over $12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP services were built with you in mind. How can they help you? Find out at robblackshow.com. Robblackshow.com. I'm going to take a couple days off to effectively take a couple days off and attend some family matters. Nothing's wrong. I just did a segment on the cost of the Afghan war and during the commercial break, it just, it just came rushing into me like Vietnam. My dad was a Vietnam war veteran and he served two tours. And I'm sure in the 1970s, and 1980s, a lot of Californians, hippies, as the media portrays them to be, were like, it wasn't worth the war. The cost of war wasn't worth it, man. But I was too young to grasp any of that as a kid. The mathematical formulas, even though my father in his first tour in Vietnam was an intelligence officer and his second tour was a tank commander. The tank commander visuals are much better than the uh, central intelligence, the intelligence officer. My dad's job in Vietnam was to go in and count the bullets. How many bullets were fired? How many people died? And do the math. Now we have artificial intelligence that can, companies like Google can give the United States Army, Marines, Air Force, crazy data analysis. But it, it I almost got emotional to the point of tears, trying just uh, not financially tie Vietnam together with this Afghanistan situation. And when I say 2,500 U.S. troops have died in conflict, I'm like, eh, I wonder how many would have died in America of COVID. Or I wonder how many of these people would have died in car cat. And like 2,500 is not that big of a number to most of us. When you see one earthquake in Haiti take out 700 people in a day. It's really, really interesting how numbers are very tough to fathom for, the, for Americans. We understand the loss of... 10. When we get to the loss of 2,500, it's it's more of a, eh, let's see, what is that, a high school basketball gym? 
like we, it's tough for us to process. And you go over 20 years, yeah, that seems that seems like an okay number. That's justifiable. But here's like where the numbers get really twisted, and this is the dark side of my my job. I have a very very intimate relationship with numbers, to the point that I can watch a baseball game and fall asleep looking at the numbers of hits, batting averages, home runs per season. I really relaxed data. It's a very odd thing to say out loud, and I know it. I feel like the uh, the kid who has autism who like screams, "I got autism, I'm good," kind of thing. Where like, don't draw attention to yourself is the generally accepted norm. But there's one last number that I want to throw down. And it's just, it's something that we can't fathom. When we're talking, this war will eventually cost us six and a half trillion dollars. And uh, war, it was post 9-11, right? We got serious about hunting down Osama bin Laden. The Clinton administration had a strike against Osama that failed. Almost got him, though. So the Bush administration goes to get him for real and, and starts in Afghanistan, right? Is that the narrative? 20 years later, we pull out. And instant comparisons to Russia and Afghanistan and Stallone and Rambo and Russia should never have been there. Boy, they start coming fast. But since I'm a numbers guy, stick with the numbers. Six and a half trillion dollars spent. And I go, that's a lot of money. But here's where it's really, really, really sad. My father was a veteran. And I'll be honest, how much of his alcoholism had to do with going to war? And how much of it was just genetically in him? None of his sons are drinkers. I don't think his daughter is. Um... I'm not saying we all turned out normal because we didn't. But the veteran cost of this war isn't over. And it too will will run a peak into about 2048. We'll add another $2 trillion. And um, my son's at an age where like if a toilet breaks, I know you're saying toilets break. <laughs> In my life they do. So I go get another toilet and I, I'm pretty handy. I can put stuff like that. I can put it to work. You know, I can do it. But with that said, um, it's not my favorite thing to do, but this, you know, two weekends ago, I take my son to a Home Depot and there's a guy wearing a military cap and he's a young kid, uh, 25-ish. And this is right around Veterans Day. And I'm all chatty about it. And I'm trying to show my son it's okay to talk to retail people. It's okay to have conversations. You don't have to be like you can be, you can start developing your personality now. Whereas, you know, when he was super young, you're like, don't talk to strangers. So he's like, have you ever been in war? And the guy's, yeah. And now I'm thinking about him today. It's like, I wonder how he's going to fare. Because when my dad got back from war, he was never quite the same, they say. He wasn't triggered. He wasn't, you know, crazy. He wasn't locked up in the basement like a John Goodman character from a movie. It's not, he wasn't that bad. But another $2 trillion. And you just go, wow. Um, our nation has a lot of money. And 
what if we ever learned to funnel it into education or other areas other than necessarily, you know, wars and crazy stuff that congressmen want for their constituents? It does bring up a lot of thoughts. So China's reported July data for retail sales today. Fixed asset investment and industrial production. That was not only weaker than expected, but also featured slower growth rates. A lot of people are going to look at China and go, wait, wait, they're stuttering, uh, sputtering. I can't get that mayor of Easttown out of my mind. You murdered my daughter, murdered my daughter. So every time I say the word stutter now, what did a stutter? Murder my daughter? Um, so it's sputter. China's sputtering a bit and the world's going to notice it. Taliban forces have taken control of Afghanistan, triggering geopolitical angst. It brings up the question of what kind of world are we, economically speaking? CNBC has reported that support is growing within the Federal Reserve to announce in September that it will begin tapering its asset purchases in October. A weak August jobs report could deter that. Press reports have started highlighting a rift between moderate and progressive Democrats that could threaten the passage of the infrastructure plans. The headline news isn't exactly tempering enthusiasm. Or no, no, it is tempering enthusiasm. It's not exactly building or fanning the fires. It's it's tempering it. The Empire State Manufacturing Survey for August decelerated. Is there any good news out there today? 56% of all recommendations on the S&P 500 companies are at buy. That's a little bit too bullish. You've got to have winners and losers on Wall Street. If everyone's leaning towards the winning side, this is a bad setup. The news to start Monday is not a good setup. I'm Rob Black, talking to all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. The Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more about EP's unique approach to managing wealth at robblackshow.com. Invest in what is really important. Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. Are you concerned with financial planning, tax planning, managing your investments, or just planning your retirement? Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over $12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP has your financial future in mind. Learn more by visiting robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. A couple things. I'm crafting some interviews with EP Wealth's certified financial planner, regional director in the Bay Area, Stephanie Richmond. Recorded some segments. You're going to start hearing those in the coming days. Um, if you have any content you want discussed, I'm very, very excited to talk with her on a regular basis um, for many reasons. As a financial media person, I've been exposed to too many guests that are white males. So any chance I can get anyone who's not one of those two boxes, <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, in the financial world. I think we need more mentors. I think we need more voices. She's the best financial planner I've run across in a long, 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 long time. Um, so you'll be hearing that in a couple of days. But also we just heard um, Provident Credit Union. And I, I recorded an interview with them last week that you'll be hearing in the coming days. I really like credit unions. It's, it's one of those things where you don't have to be a bank person or a 
brokerage person or there's room for what is not the normal. And I think credit unions are kind of normal, but in history, we've kind of, um, Bank of America's got a bigger advertising budget is what it comes down to. Interesting, right? So you're going to hear some more interviews uh, this week and next week for sure. So Tesla's interesting day down 4.5%. Moderna's down 9%. Wait, wait. Tesla, aren't they going to save the world with solar panels and electric batteries? Yes. Moderna, aren't they going to save the world with new uh, technology tied towards figuring out viruses and things like Alzheimer's disease and cancers? Yes. NVIDIA is down 3%, struggling with sharp losses there. You're talking about two, three, four, five times the market's lost today. So what it is, it feels like the richly valued companies are being taken to the woodshed. I am so tired of being politically correct. I was just thinking, okay, the richly valued companies are getting beat up today. No, you could probably say woodshed. You could say the richly valued companies today are being taken to the woodshed. And I'm like, okay, wait, wait. What was the woodshed? Please tell me that's not the place where slaves used to go to get wood for fires to cook. <sighs> Do you want a radio show today and try not to get canceled? Stinks. And I'm trust me, great problem to have. Correctly exercise my right freedom of speech is a great problem to have. Microsoft slightly higher, Apple slightly higher. That's kind of interesting. So they're mitigating the declines, those big boys. Richly valued companies are being taken to the woodshed. I think I'm allowed to say that. And if it is offensive, I pre-apologize. So we got some mitigating things. So that tells you there's a little bit of uh, price shopping. Investors are seeking shelter in blue chip names on some levels, but not at all. Not the highly valued ones. There's some general de-risking efforts that are evident in weaker oil prices, curve-flattening activity in the treasury market, losses in 10 of the 11 S&P 500 sectors. It's pretty broad-based. Now, if you can take a day off of summer and watch a little bit of BBC today, you're going to see the world is quite upset with what's going on in Afghanistan. And the turn of events. And... It is going to be crazy easy fodder for Republicans and Democrats to point fingers at each other over the next 12 months over. I don't think this is a JFK got assassinated where were you moment, but I think it's, it's, it's intriguing to look at. And I, if you get a chance to watch some people, and again, that's my news station. I don't like a lot of opinion in my news. Um, I don't know if we live in a world where there are just the facts, ma'am. I'd like to think we did. COVID cases spread vaccines. As COVID cases surge and spread, vaccines won't be enough, they're saying. Please get your shot if you can. Ask not what our country can do for you. U.S. is reporting 130,000 new cases of COVID per day, up 64% over the last 14 days. 
every single state in the top 15 are the bottom 15 in vaccination rates. We are as a nation are getting very flustered with each other. We are taking some of that out. There was a football game this weekend that I saw a fan get the snot beat out of them. And I was like, I wonder if that was over COVID. <laughs> of course it wasn't. It was over beer or something stupid like my team's better than your team. Your quarterback sucks. I'm afraid to take my kids to sporting events with massive amount of drinking involved. So I like day games way more than I like evening games. I'm not afraid. It's not like I'm packing heat or anything like that. He's got a dad body and a revolver. The man in front went too far and cursed in front of his kids. He snapped. So the timing of booster shots for broader population remains unclear. We're looking at it on a daily and weekly basis. Shares of Moderna are down on valuation. We're starting to see Anthony Fauci's rolled out again, try to talk about masking. Um, as let's do it, everything we can include masking and vaccines. If you haven't done the vaccine, at least do the masking. If you haven't done the masking, at least do the vaccine. A little bit of song and dance, a little bit of seltzer down the pants. The numbers are starting to get scary again. And uh, for our sake, we better hope that the numbers continue to protect the vaccinated. Even though we see Delta is much more contagious to the point that people are getting sick a second time, they're, they're generally saying they're withstanding it pretty well. But we do not want to be talking a month from now about shutting down going into Christmas. The airlines are like, please, no, no, don't let this happen to us again. The cruise lines, a huge pension fund bought Netflix, Disney, Microsoft in last quarter. I like stories like this, even though they're really PR pieces. But Ontario's teacher pension plan increased exposure to Netflix, Microsoft, and Disney. It's the largest Canadian investment management firm, a teacher's union or teacher's pension plan. Pension funds slashed the bulk of its holdings in Tesla bonds that were due to mature in 2024. Raised exposure to Netflix by three folds. That's big money. Um, I'm just, I, I think I'm fascinated by watching what people buy and watching pension plans who in theory have this kind of mandate to steer clear of risk. Oh, we better not lose the teachers their pension money, eh? Take off, you ozer. Let's buy something crazy and high-valued. No, these are teachers. We can't do that. It's a pension plan. The one that really kind of crafted me is that's wildly interesting to see added to the Ontario teachers' pension plan was Roblox. I don't own shares of Roblox, and I probably want to own shares of Roblox, so I probably shouldn't talk about it today. But if there was a correction, I'm buying Roblox. Now, I may change my story by the time that happens. By the time there's a correction, I may be old. I may have less money. I may have lost my looks. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Idiots. Someone's going to write on my podcast page on YouTube today. Rob Black laughs at his own jokes. He's super lame. They're not even funny. You try to do a show for two, three hours a day. And we'll see what, what who, who laughs at home. 
But yeah, Roblox is an interesting one for me because I want to own it and I haven't pulled the trigger on it. And I still love everything about it that I loved at the IPO. I could say the valuation short term is a little bit meh, but I could say that about almost every stock I want to buy. There's very few diamonds in the rough. And for the love of financial gods, if you ever hear someone talk about, sh sign up for our newsletter because we got the diamonds in the rough. Whether it be real estate, the diamonds in the rough in stocks, whatever it is, run! So Roblox is an interesting one to be, see added to a teacher's pension. I would say it's young. That's why it makes it interesting to me. I would say it's what the kids they're teaching are doing at home, which it makes it interesting. Augmented reality in Roblox is taking a couple pages out of Fortnite's playbook, which is taking a couple pages out of the augmented reality playbook, which is taking a couple pages out of Futurists. I'm never, ever, ever going to tell you what to buy or sell. That's not the point of the show. I'm going to tell you what looks interesting to me based on numbers. I'm not saying numbers don't lie. Cash don't lie. I am saying that. That could be my bumper sticker. I've been looking for a bumper sticker my whole life. Cash don't lie. I could say something like, people are stupid. We bought pet rocks in the 1970s. What would your bumper sticker be? I'm Rob Black. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Don't be shy. There's a lot of negatives lining up right now on Wall Street. Will it play out? Yeah. Stocks open mostly lower. Some de-risking looks obvious, especially in high-priced names. 10-year treasury slip below 1.25%. Oil prices drop 4%. That's alarming. I'm Rob Black. A straightforward approach to managing your money. The Rob Black Show. Questions about how to invest in your retirement? Check out robblackshow.com and get in on the conversation. Subscribe to the podcast and video channels. No one cares more about your money than you do. It's time to start to feel good about your financial future. robblackshow.com. robblackshow.com. I always feel bad for musicians who craft an image like Marilyn Manson or The Cure. And then you have to be that image for the rest of your life. Maybe you're got long, beautiful hair like Axel from Guns N' Roses. And you go, oh, he lost his hair. I bet that's a toupee. I bet that's a wig. I always feel bad that we can't change <clears throat> images, icons. Ryan Reynolds was in a movie over the weekend that did well. But the true big winner here is Disney because they bought Fox. And I still don't know how, you know, Amazon buying MGM and getting James Bond. A lot of people were pissed off that Amazon overpaid. I'm pissed off at how much Disney underpaid for Fox or how much. Why did Fox give up all these assets? I own shares of Disney, so I shouldn't be pissed, but I am. Because. One small part of me hates corporations. I'm always at conflict with myself. But Fox had a movie in the can that was part of the deal that just got released. Free Guy. 
And it made a good amount of money for Disney. Whether, eh, I'm not going to say outside the pandemic, it didn't do well. But inside the pandemic, standards were like, yeah, it's pretty good. $28 million. Throwing in some international ticket sales of $22.5 million, and boom, you got $51 million globally. That's pretty good. What's good for Disney is they can turn this into a video game. Oh, is the intellectual property. They're going to be able to tap this franchise with Ryan Reynolds for a very, very long time. They're going to be able to fold it into their Disney Plus TV shows if they want to. They can animate it. They can do a lot of things with, hey, a non-player character is the main character of a movie. Isn't that refreshing? Let's see how many times they go to the well before we go like, oh, another free guy movie. But it did. I saw it with my kids because I'm doing everything I can to spoil them rotten because it's really tough having friends right now. Parents don't know if we should fist bump each other, shake hands. We don't know if like, it's okay to say, hey, we're going to have a couple kids over to watch the Olympics. Do you want to join us? But Disney got intellectual property out of this one. And if we could play a cow sound effect right now, the cash cow has arrived. I know you're saying, what has happened to your budget on sound effects, Rob? It's still there. We still got the dimes and nickels that I'm being slowly killed with. Oh, look, Susie Orman's come into studio. Actually, Susie Or Orman's uh is she a horse? What is she on the show? That's Sarah Jessica Parker. I don't know. I don't know. Hey Sarah, how are you doing today? Oh, a donkey's in there. Donkey has to be someone like a man, right? Hey, donkey. Someone told me that um, Shrek wasn't supposed to be voiced by uh, the incomparable Mike Myers. Uh, it was supposed to be done by Chris Farley. And I'm like, ooh, ooh that would have been a different vibe. I think. Socks open mostly lower today as there's de-risking. It's not show me the money. It's like, yeah, let's let's see where this is going to go. Ten-year treasury yield slips below 1.25% and oil drops below 4%. Or drops 4%, excuse me. I got Monday the mouth. Relatively disappointing economic data, geopolitical uncertainty, and talk of taper. Tapering is going to be, eh, it's going to happen. I still don't think we have the right jobs market for the Federal Reserve if they're looking at the 2019 jobs market, but I don't think they are. So I don't think it's ideal to start tapering, but what we're seeing in housing prices and stock prices tells me that the low cost of money is creating a problem elsewhere. We're trying to get employment back up. That's very noble. But at the cost of real estate skyrocketing and hurting future buyers, 
helping future sellers maybe it's it's starting to become let's question this so last thing i want to say about that free guy movie so it did nicely it's created intellectual property for disney intellectual property if you take a look at any given year it has a built-in audience someone saw and they invested time and money into fast nine uh fast furious nine i almost wanted to call it f9 but i don't want to call it f9 because social media wants me to call it f9 um franchises are able to go to the well many 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 times and that's the business model i want you to see silicon valley is falling apart a lot of people don't like what's coming out of the valley no self-driving cars, just more expensive cabs. We're starting to go, huh. Sure, we get next day delivery with Amazon Prime, but we now understand that that's why our local corner business went out of business. The promise of instant connection with anyone in the world has only brought us closer to those who would do us harm with a lot of bad media and a lot of bad content. Screen time gives us anxiety and our eyes are tired of it. We need something different from Silicon Valley. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. The Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more about EP's unique approach to managing wealth at robblackshow.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.